Welcome, everyone. We are the Geek Patrol, and our microphones don't have a stun setting. Today, we're joining you from the front of Alan Gilbreth's house, where he is constructing the booby traps that he'll be deploying when the Christmas carolers show up next week. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alan, I think the hot oil cauldron and the catapult are a little extreme. It's, it's not hot oil. I keep telling you, it's hot wassail. <laughs> <laughs> and a figgy pudding at about 60 miles an hour will remove somebody from your sidewalk. Yeah, just don't, don't, we just please don't carol in front of Alan's house. No, no, no. I need you to go carol in front of Alan's house. Or if you do, bring a camera. We I've need to got see this cameras set up to watch this. <laughs> anyway, welcome to uh, Geek Tank Radio, everybody. Uh, I'm Joe Thorderson here with my buddies uh, Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass. No, I'm tangled in one of the traps. Yeah, we're getting in the spirit over here. I, uh, Alan just doesn't, he, he values his privacy and, you know. Yeah, whatever. the hardest part is, though, is YouTube hates, you know, monetizing violent videos now. <laughs> so I've got to make it seem, you know, like, well, I got to put some kind of music underneath it, like Benny Hill. You put a laugh track underneath yeah, there and you're you go. good to go. Yeah. So And speed it up. Or put yeah. a smiley face in, uh, over my head and everything so I'm censored. Yeah. Well, we got to do that anyway. You know, you, you being in the witness relocation program. And well, all. Alan, speaking of, uh, speaking of altering <laughs> video in science today, you've got something sort of interesting. A coat that makes you invisible to surveillance cameras. Uh, ways to trick. I, I guess this is great. We're giving out... Uh, Advice to burglars and to uh, thieves. Brandon right? and I so, are going to get into how to mess with AI. Okay. This made me think of an anime that I like and also something from World War One. And believe me, they're both related. Oh, okay. All we'll right. just save that. So we're so going to put a pin Max. in that, Max. So. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of, the, okay, Brandon, we're calling this the DC implosion, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> what is going a on? Lot over of, DC? A lot of people are going to call it the DC implosion. I'm going to call it a developing story mm. because uh, we're not exactly sure what's going on, but we're going to break down what we do know okay yeah well because there is the what's true and what's not the whole thing and sometimes when you go to the internet you get stories that are actually not true what's, uh, oh, can you go, imagine what's, what, yeah. what's really bad is when you know these stories are being reported as completely true by people like deadline and the hollywood reporter mm. and that other, don't indivi know. other individuals have to come mm. out and go uh, wait a second yeah. yeah yeah imagine that so we'll, we'll we'll be chiming in on that i feel like we're going to get a lot of mileage out of that discussion yeah. so well you guys um i'm I, brand alan we discussed this on tool talk yesterday and uh <laughs> I, I i really would value brandon's opinion because right. brandon this this is an interest i don't know if this is even geeky somehow we can we're gonna call convert. it tech this is a slice of life moment yes. because sometimes what once in a while you have something happen even at our age that has never happened before <laughs> and um anyway so let me let me paint a picture for it you it comes with age so mm. I, it's Friday afternoon. Now, a lot of people get paid on Friday right, afternoon, right. including me. I'm a contractor, and I always collect a payment on Friday. So I want to get to the bank before it closes. Mm -hmm. So um, the way my particular bank is, they're closed on Saturdays. But on Friday afternoon, they, they close the lobby at 530. Okay. And they, but they have the drive up with the teller. You know how those, they have those where you can talk to a teller. They're yep. somewhere video teller someplace, across yeah. the country or something. But anyway, so a video teller. So the transaction I needed to do, it was crucial that I deal with the teller because, okay. okay. So I pull up and there's four cars in front of me and I look at the clock on my, on my dash mm -hmm. and it's 533. I'm like, Oh, I got 27 minutes. This isn't a problem. Right. So I'm patiently sitting there. I'm so thinking about thinking the weekend. The I'm thinking whatever. It. Okay. So the guy, that was in the that was in the driving. He backs up a little bit, and then the passenger gets out of his car. And I'm like, oh, it's one of these where the guy he has to cash a check too or okay. something. So, yeah. 
okay. And I'm like, I'm starting to look at the clock again. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, no problem. Well, then a third guy gets out of the car. <laughs> and I'm starting to go, okay, what is going on? In the meantime, while this guy is getting out of the car to do his transaction, the two guys walk over to this truck that's behind them. They roll down the window, and they're all, I guess they're friends. They're all talking to each other. They, they act all, like it's a big party. They they're might all, hey, all be bro. from the same work site. Right. They're all, hey, what's going on? You know, talking about the Grizzlies or whatever mm -hmm. they're talking about. I'm starting to look at the clock, getting a little concerned. Mm -hmm. The truck pulls up. He doesn't pull all the way up. He gets out. The long and short, I'm not going to give you the whole grizzly detail. The long and short of it was between these two vehicles, seven guys got out of their car individually. Okay. It was not, It was a nightmare. Every time you thought it was over, another <laughs> guy gets out. And I'm like, surely there's an etiquette for this because I literally stole that from my mouth, Brandon. <laughs> I literally made it up to the to the thing with 90 seconds before it closed. And 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 here's the thing, Brandon, if they were if if I pulled up and there were seven guys standing outside the car and lined up and two car I would go, "Okay, well, maybe I ought to drive to another branch right. or something." But because there was uncertainty and every time I thought, you know, it that's what and I was furious at right. the end of it. You Which know? and I, I don't get mad very no, often. No, as no, no. I've seen you mad twice in our entire <laughs> friendship. And this one was yeah, it's, at the top. This was like the worst game of whack-a-mole ever. Because <laughs> every time Joe's like, and that one's been, oh, there's another one. It was great. Was uh, just, this reminds me of I you was, going up yeah. against the squirrels on your roof. Uh, you, well, every but, time you thought you got one, there was two more to take its place. Well, is there an etiquette for something like this? I feel like this this has to do with <laughs> line etiquette. Or, uh, well, you know, managing it. Like I said, if, if you pull up and there's seven guys, I would say, well... I'm kicking yeah. myself for waiting too long to get to the bank, but I wouldn't blame them. Right. You know, it's you know, you know, I, I don't know uh, if there's really any kind of you know set etiquette here. Yeah, I mean, they should have some. You know, they should have mm. something set up where you know they close off half the lobby and they have like a teller up front that people who are walking up can go, and then that way you don't. Because uh, well, you know, the bank like, was closed. Because like, this was well, only yeah, but here's the up. thing, and they if only you, had one lane. If you try and walk up to the window at McDonald's and order drive-through, yeah, they tell you to go away. Yeah, they literally will not. Oh, they take put your a big order. sign up saying no yeah. walk-ups, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I think that in a situation like this, I can't put I can't put the failure uh, of the etiquette on these guys because there's there's no protocol for it. But I can put it on your bank because if you're already using a virtual teller. You should be able to do it via a virtual app on your phone. Bank of America allows you to do that. Even if you have to talk with a teller because they, they do camera work on, you know, from your phone to the check, and then they void the check if you're trying to make a deposit. Maybe I'm more – well, see, here's my thing, though, Brandon. Okay, while the clock's ticking, and they all know the drill. They know it closes at 6. They don't have to act like it's a big party out there. This, they're <laughs> oh, standing no, no. around. They're chit-chat, and they see us fuming behind them and i'm just like right. I, don't, I don't know man. but just it's, just like going on twitter every the world is full of trolls they just happen to be live action trolls yeah i don't know oh, irl trolls oh i got you a better troll story i'll tell you when we come back okay well it's gonna <laughs> cut into your science alan it's so all right this yeah. is, okay but anyway i i would love uh, our listeners opinion get in touch with yeah. us at uh, geek tank radio mm. on facebook and tell us what you would do in that situation i don't run them over Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, we're going to take a quick break, then we're going to come back and uh, talk about science. 
And welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And I guess it's a good thing that we don't record while we're off the air because uh, we, this whole show would turn into uh, well traffic we'd, etiquette. We'd have know, to science. we'd have to go NSFW because the more I've thought about this thing as yeah. you've talked about it. The more angry I've gotten, and my filter was off completely during the commercial break. Yeah, dur- dur- you know, and if you if you're just tuning in, I had an incident involving uh, rude people in line mm. in front of me. And uh, Alan, you know, I, I don't know if you want to chime in on this, but it, it, we're turning the floor over to Alan. So. Hail science! Okay. Uh, anyway. I'll see your troll, and I'll up you, troll. Okay. So okay. is this a science? Does this a, a science connection? Well, it's going it's to lead into science because it has something about being invisible. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. So if you were driving home Friday night on Germantown Parkway and wound up in that huge traffic jam, hi, I was the black truck. <laughs> yeah, you got rear-ended. You caused a traffic jam the other day. Dude, I didn't cause it. I was just. I was like the turkey at dinner. It wasn't my fault, but everybody was looking. Okay. And a friend of mine happened to pull out some safety cones to put out to get cars to move over. And whoever that was in the large white truck that drove over the safety cones <laughs> and drove off with them, I'd like to tell you, thank you very much. Wow. You think so it was on if purpose? You want it, dude, they he, stole he, dr- the he, ro- he drove over the cones, dragged them past us, flipped us off, and oh. kept driving. So I will That's see courtesy. your seven trolls and raise you a colossal troll. You know, oh, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't usually wish horrible things on people <laughs> on the air, but what was yeah. in the air on Friday I night? Don't know, man. Everybody was, but you know, that brought up the whole idea. There of, was a full moon, you know, easily, a, of right. being invisible. I was gonna say, yeah. I actually had a great Friday, except for the fact I had to go to four different post offices. To find a drop box that wasn't full, both outside no. and inside. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> not bad. At least people are giving this year. All right. Besides giving me heartache. But besides that. All right. Of, well, we got... Let's s- talk about invisibility, guys. So this is us. Th- now we're getting into science. Yeah. yeah. Let's we're talk venting. about invisibility. People okay. uh, Harry Potter had an invisibility cloak, right? Yep. Right. Okay. He had the invisibility cloak. He had the invisibility Death. cloak. All right. Well, yeah. the invisibility cloak actually exists in a variety of shapes, forms, and fashions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have discussed in the past the invisibility cloth that absorbs radio waves. So you. What do you mean? Cloth. It makes you invisible, or well, makes you non-detectable? Well, what it would do is would like of uh, like a uh, Bernoulli cage where radio waves and stuff could not penetrate, and thus you would disappear from anything searching that way. Okay. We have the cloak that will allow microwaves to pass over and through it. Right. So if you are being satellited, it would pass over you and and not see you. We have used uh, modeled camouflage to hide from black and white photography. We've used the mirrored camouflage to do that with AI cameras. And and I might even mention that we've even had camouflage as far back as World War One. Um, oh, there was a p- camouflage oh, pattern. Further back. I yeah. just meant um, uh, I'll save that. Um, I'll save that for later because there's a thing that Brandon talked about. Um, uh, alluded to. Um, uh, before. The, um, uh, like off the air that I want to try to contribute to it. Okay. okay. Well, uh, there's the tinfoil so, hat that, that that disguises you from aliens. So. You know. That's Joe's, but yeah. that's okay. That, which Brandon just—I have to talk about something later on in the episode, so, so don't let me forget. Okay. So, but now security cameras are becoming more invasive. So it's not necessarily hiding from the big stuff flying over, or things taking pictures, or things using microwaves or stuff like that. They're everywhere. We're now down to basically high definition cameras using AI algorithms. Do, All right. Does our Ring doorbell use? 
that, or is it? Just... Uh, your ring doorbell is a part of motion of, it of anything motion that is motion, and... motion capture. Okay. However, let's say something did go off motion capture, but it was using one of these AI algorithms to possibly investigate you through infrared. Okay. Well, what if you were the same temperature as everything else around you? Mm, you'd probably be invisible, wouldn't you? You wouldn't show up on infrared. You'd just look like everything else. Huh. Of what if you had a, dis a disturbing uh, pattern to something that broke up the contrast flows of, oh, I don't know, your facial recognition? So, okay. <clears throat> I see where you're going, Alan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, we have discovered that uh, a good makeup artist and a paint job can really make you look like something else. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, there is actually a, a uh, college student over here in China that has been playing with AI algorithms. And he has discovered basically what could be described as subliminal patterning. Huh. Okay. That will screw up an AI camera and thus make you invisible to the algorithm. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. So that's go ahead, man. I so. wanted to mention that there, um, the anime that I mentioned in the first segment was um, a Ghost in the Shell. Yes. And there's a character called a protagonist called the Laughing Man, and the reason he was be able to remain invisible is precisely because of something like that. Everyone had cybernetic eyes, and you know all the cameras. But he found a way to become invisible because every uh, the whole entire world was cybernized. Yes. Oh. Uh, be, so you because, got yeah. Because we were utterly reliant on the technology, he found a way to slip through the crack. Huh. And thus, none of the cameras could see him. And that is very similar to what we're looking at here. So basically, invisibility is a part of breaking the pattern that whatever is looking for you is looking for. Yeah. Right. So if we're using infrared and you're not warm, you don't you're not going up? to trigger. If your motion capra, capture is using an AI idea that this is what motion is, and you are producing an anti-motion pattern, then obviously you're not moving. This is even possible with anti-sound. So one way of deadening sound is to produce an equal sound of the exact opposite oscillation so your noisy lawnmower could be twice as noisy, making the opposite sound and be almost completely silent. I don't know. You're painting a picture of a world, Alan, where things are going to get really squirrely because you're well, going to have people putting on these these coats and yeah, you're going to well, have people going to battle with AI. Well, here's, be, I don't know. It's very interesting. Here's the thing that they don't really tell you as much <laughs> in the article. These The guys who developed this coat were doing it in order to show vulnerabilities in the system, not for other people to exploit, but for the people creating the systems to find a workaround. Yeah, because, I mean, but let's I mean, face it, burglars are going to find out about this. You've seen our cosplayers. And, yeah. <laughs> now, you've, now, you've seen what they've done yeah. with their face paint. Right. Did you know that by putting geometrical shapes all over your face with just that basic same makeup, you can make yourself unidentifiable to facial recognition software? That's exactly what planes did back in World War One. They used a lozenge camouflage, which is just like, you know, little checkered patterns, and yet it, it helped them evade um, a... I'm a, it helped them evade us being seen in the skies. Yeah. So when you look up, you just see this weird pattern and oh, everything. Great white shark is dark on the top and light on the bottom, so you don't see them coming. All right. Boy, this is disturbing. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll keep the disturbing talk when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. 
And welcome back to Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmsted and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. And if you're sort of new to, to uh, Geek Tank Radio or if you uh, don't visit YouTube or if you're just, you know, don't don't tune into the latest geek news, you may not be aware of the shakeup that's going on over at DC, especially mm-hmm. with regards to the... Uh, Especially regards to the cinematic universe and Brandon, it sounds like things are either imploding or there's misinformation. Well, Imagine that. Well, but there's what's uh, going on, man. Well, we we learned about a month ago that uh, James Gunn and Peter Serafin were taking over DC Films. Uh, it was they're know, gonna become the Kevin Feige of DC, right, basically. Right. And and you've got you've got you know James Gunn coming at you from the creative side, and you've got Peter Serafin coming at you from the uh, product producer financial side. Yeah. So you've got two really Successful, well, experienced. Yeah. yeah, two successful filmmakers working together. Um, well, as they've been working on getting what they're referring to as their DC Bible together, because they want to streamline everything from movies, TV, animation, and video games, they want it all to be recognizable without necessarily having to devour every bit of it. Are they going to overlap with the comics? Because wasn't that well, the yeah. plan with Marvel? They wanted more continuity with the comics, right? And, and, the, and, and the guy in charge stuff. of the comics and the guy in charge of the uh, movies could not get along. <laughs> Bob Iger Comic and geeks couldn't get along. Bob Imagine Iger that. and mm. Kevin Feige did not like each other at all. Oh. So that's okay. That's, uh, that's that's over on the other side. What we've got going on here was, you know, two guys who have been brought in in a very tumultuous time with Warner Brothers because David Zaslov is trying his best to uh reduce the debt because apparently nobody told him that when you bought a company, you took on their you debt. You buy their debt, right? Because Discovery and, and teamed up with oh, Warner Brothers. Right, and he's, yeah. he's, not, he's not a happy elf at all. <laughs> you know, he's very cranky. Yeah. Anyway, we got news on of a leaked report on Wednesday that Wonder Woman 3 would not be moving forward. Yeah. And that's all we got. And then, you know, from that, you know, people were like, well, and our, ins- our insiders who gave us this information also say that Man of Steel 2 may not be happening because, you know, they're... And, Jason Momoa may only be Aquaman for the next Aquaman film, and then he might get recast as Lobo. And you got all this stuff coming out. And meanwhile, Gunn and Seraphin are still working up to figure out what their thing is. So they haven't announced anything, basically. So James Gunn, when this report hit, James Gunn came out and he said, there are parts of this report that are true, parts of this that are half true, parts that are not true at all, and some that we haven't decided if they're true yet or not. (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, they're still working up their plan. Right. They're trying to create a 10-year plan for DC uh, films or DC entertainment. And it's, you know, it's like all this stuff's jumping out when they're like, wait, we're not ready to announce anything yet. Hmm. Um, the day before news came out that Wonder Woman 3 was sh- was shelved, uh, Gail Gadot had already come out and said that she was looking forward to sharing the next chapter with us. Okay. And then we hear that it's canceled, so it's like, all right, what's going on? Uh, you know, we figure, all right, it's all gone. You know, they're massive reboot. Here, here's it's going here. T- comes to find out that Patty Jenkins turned in her treatment for Wonder Woman three to Michael DeLuca and Pam, uh, uh, Patricia Ab- Abdi, the people mm-hmm. who are in charge of Warner Brothers right now, because James and Peter are not, you know, ready to go yet. Right, stuff that was already in production is still falls under them. And they were looking at it, and they were finding some massive problems with the treatment in view of where they wanted to go. 
you know, they it's been admitted that Wonder Woman 84 was a financial success but a critical failure. And if you've seen Wonder Woman 84, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Because because Wonder Woman was 2017, right? Yeah. The first and, and we all agreed yeah. it was great. That, it's one of my that, favorite superheroes. That, that it was a classic. Awesome. That, and then they right. came along later, that, and it's like, how did it I can tell yeah. you exactly why it is. They had, you know, Jeff Johns, Zack Snyder, and Patty Jenkins worked on the script of the first one together. That was a that was a mm -hmm. joint effort. Okay. They pretty much threw Patty Jenkins out there and go, Oh, you did it, you did great with the first one. Just go do the other one because we were going through a really crappy time with DC films at all right. going yeah. on right there. Yeah. You know, uh and she did her thing and you know, it had some massive, you know, uh massive critiques on what didn't work and the few things that did work, like Kristen Wig as, you know, Cheetah, one mm -hmm. of the best parts of the movie. Anyway, uh there were apparently more glaring errors here, and Abney and DeLuca were like, we can pivot this, you know, if you, if you want to take another shot. And she's very much like, you don't understand me, you don't understand this character, you don't understand what a character oh arc is. And sent DeLuca a Wikipedia link to the definition of character arc. <laughs> and they just came back with, look, if you want to try something different, we, we're listening. And she's they like, They could have just no. candor, but they she, should, Well, yeah. she was like, no. If you're not going to take my treatment, I will walk. I will go to my next film. Wow. Well, she's already had one major franchise can her, and that was Kathleen. When Kathleen Kennedy looks at your treatment for Rogue One and goes, "That's not going to happen. Goodbye," and mm -hmm. shelved the whole movie. Yes, the Rogue Squadron. Ro movie. Yeah. Right. And um, apparently, she wasn't even willing to meet with Peter Serafin to discuss what they might have, you know, planned for going forward. Huh. So what's up with Patty what, Jenkins? Is she getting full of herself? Because I mean, I, I like I said, I loved her the first Wonder Woman, right. and it seems like she's done a lot of other good I, work. But I, yeah. I've I've seen written by someone who who I trust implicitly, who says every director I've ever met thought out they were a writer, and every writer I've ever met thought they were a director, and never have they been both. Hmm. There are people who can do both, but I don't most know, Matt of the time, Reeves, you know, right? Matt Reeves had people helping him with the script. Oh, it's not did? all just him. Okay, in fact, he, there's a lawsuit right now that he stole that story. But uh -oh. we'll get into that when mm. we come into when we start talking <laughs> about it in the next segment. That's just one thing. The, the, I, I did yeah. want to. One thing you said, Brandon, that 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 caught my attention was that you said DC is trying to put together a ten year plan. Which right. how do you do that these days? I mean, the world changes. The world can change in in two months or something like that. It's, and if it's hard to imagine a ten year plan anymore. But you've got you've also got to think about if you're doing smaller studios, ten, a ten year plan could be three films. Um, yeah, I guess. And, so. and then you've got the TV. You, and, you got you, you're setting up for TV stuff that's going to be on HBO Max. You've got all this stuff that you're trying to work up, and it's all about concepts to begin with. And okay. this is a big spread out universe yeah i mean yeah. it There's, has all different input points yeah. right yeah that part to me is unusual i i don't know i personally don't envy these guys i feel like um <laughs> you're you're mm. in for more you're you're in for just as much critique as you are love i mean well, how many people go gosh i just love yeah, kevin feige but Do, he, does anybody ever really say that you they know used I mean? to say it a lot until you phase know? four happened and they don't say it anymore <laughs> They're genuinely starting to believe Kevin might be that little robot at the end and of the She Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being in charge of some things is okay till you're in charge of them, mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh my gosh. So, all right, well, there's there's a lot more to get to. So, uh, we're going to discuss the uh, DC situation when we come back here on Geek Tank Radio. And 
welcome back to uh, Geek Tank Radio. I'm Joe Thorderson here with my friends Brandon Olmsted and Alan Gilbreth and our buddy Max over there behind the glass. No, I'm and- still caught in Alan's traps. <laughs> yeah, he's still fooling around with those booby traps for the uh, Christmas carolers. No, I'm so. taking notes. I'm learning. <laughs> okay. Um, so, guys, I-, I was just thinking about something off the air. We've been talking about, among other things, we're talking about what's going on with DC, where they're basically trying to restructure. They're they're dealing with a merger with uh, Discovery. I mean, Warner Brothers is, because DC yeah. and Warner Brothers are intri- intricately linked. Uh, James yeah, Gunn. That's and how those... things work when you own something. Right. And they're they're trying to basically, like what Brandon said, may more or less create like a 10-year plan and get some continuity together. And some of it I like, some of it I don't like. But what occurred to me, Brandon, is in this season of transition, you're going to get all sorts of misinformation. Oh, and, oh God, yeah. And and it's hard to not get emotional about it too, right? Well, I mean, you have I to. Have, I have, I've kind of held myself back as being... That, that guy who's like, once Gunn and Seraphin make their official pitch, we'll know more. Right. And he'll, he likes to interact with people uh, through social media. He'll tell you what's going on. Right. Unless there's a secret, then he'll go, I got a secret I can't tell you. And then you want to try and get it out of him. And you shake him like a toddler. Don't shake your toddlers, people. That's a joke. Yeah, no kidding. But but Brandon, one thing. Okay, so we're we're talking about properties that are either going away or they're right. getting recat, like, like like with Wonder Woman three, and like, which I don't miss. When we honestly, when we but. first when we first heard the Wonder Woman three news, we figured they they had canceled it because it didn't fit the plan, and that uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot were gone. Now it's looking like Patty Jenkins walked. That doesn't mean that Gal's gone. That doesn't mean we're not going to get a Wonder Woman three. We're just not going to get Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman three, which is kind of okay yeah. with me if that's the because uh, I hated one the second the, one. I one of the other it. issues we've got that's coming out of this is that um, the Man of Steel two film is currently stalled because pitches that were coming in are not fitting what the narrative is going to be. We got to find out what the narrative is. But it looks like you know James Gunn seems fine with keeping Cavill on as Superman, which I'm well, I'm 100 so. percent on the guy's for. Perfect. He was uh, born for that role. You know. Uh, Dwayne Johnson's over here trying to uh, up, make excuses for the box office of Black Adam, saying the movie can still be successful, but it's pretty much dropping off. Oh, um, we know that you know the Flash has been moved up to Father's Day weekend, so we're going to get the Flash movie, and a lot of our future in the DCU is going to depend on what the universe is reset to look like at the end of that. Huh. Okay. What well, and an important thing you've got to realize as a writer or a director no, or in none this of that's case, important. an architect of all of this. Yeah. And it's going to be some harsh words. And I hope the fandom is ready because sometimes you have to be prepared to kill your darlings. Yeah, that's true. Because, well, a particular direction we've gone with Superman lately, DC meaning dark and creepy. DC didn't used to mean dark and creepy. Superman was fun, lighthearted, and, you know, was, I'm going look back at the 30 years friends. ago. I mean, you go, yeah. And you look at a lot of the variations, and also the taste with the public changes. Yeah. Yep. Other mm. movies influence what people are going to buy in the future. So we've had a certain, uh, you know, we just had Andor. And I'm going to pick on Andor because it was a little bit of a departure from other very related shows, some of them intimately related. Mm. And Andor was a, I'm going to look dead at Brandon, I'm going to say uh, both critical and popular success. You, you just yeah. made me think of something, and Brandon, maybe oh you know this. So, so, so 
does Warner Brothers? I mean, does you uh, made Joe think, Alan? Why well, did you do that? Smoke. I know. Well, okay. With DC, <laughs> I'm trying to get. I mean, I'm trying to get news out. Well, with Marvel and Star Wars, you have you also have the added benefit of Disney Plus. You can make series on there. Does Does DC have that kind of vehicle with like HBO, HBO Max? Max, or as it's now going to be called Max, which means we've got to change the name of the guy we have over there in the traps. No, he's 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 capitalizing he in that. So, no, yeah. that's the problem. He won't be able to. They'll sue him for the name. But I guess I never think of HBO Max the same way. Like I don't think of them as having the the, the like DC, like Disney Plus just seems like it's a it's established. You're going to get these shows. Does I, I don't know. Maybe well, I'm I mean, missing something on HBO Max, but uh, you're probably missing a lot of stuff on HBO Max like Titans and Doom hmm. Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol is right. one of the most fun superhero shows out there. Yeah. Well, uh, it, and it's very successful and yeah. it's not in the dark and creepy department. And it's not all up in your face going, watch this. You have to watch this to no. understand. No, you watch it. You have fun. Brendan Fraser's in this show. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know what? It's popcorn fair. It really it's is. It's original entertainment. And, and genuinely, that's what we need to get back to with the sci-fi and fantasy and superhero genres as far as film goes because people are tired of the same cookie cutter, oh, it's it's all going to, it's it's the end of the world. Every five, Universe every is going to die. The reason yeah. why Wonder Woman, uh, the first Wonder Woman worked is because it was it was a period piece. We knew that, you know, yes, there's cataclysm, but we know that it's going to be okay. We could just have fun with it and be in awe of the epicness. Yeah, the standalone stories really yeah. work. And, and I, that's what I've used to like about yeah. DC. It's not interconnected with all these and, universe ending and, But there's a way so. there's a way to do that and still keep a synergy so that if, like, say, you know, the Flash pops up in uh, an Aquaman movie, you know who the Flash is. Right. You know, you know who the Justice League are, but you're not going to see, you know, necessarily the fallout of the Justice League movie showing up in, you know, the Martian Manhunter TV series. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would think the big thing with all this is patience. You know, everybody wants right. this thing. You don't want them to well, just slap together a 10-year plan in, in a month. Well, this is going to take a while, people. And what's, really, what's just, really funny is the things we're hearing about getting canceled, you know, slowly more information is coming out about them. And then when you find out why they were canceled, you're like, oh, well, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that we're not, you know, doubling down on the badness that was in 84. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, the thing. I'm, There's only so much money I'm to be okay, spread around. I'm okay with Batman Beyond getting canceled. Would I have loved to have seen Michael Keaton in the role of old man Bruce Wayne? Yes. yes. But after hearing about the script that was being written for it, mm. it was focusing on Catwoman and, and Batman's relationship as a young new Batman comes onto the scene. No. It needs to be about Batman basically being the Alfred to Terry McGinnis as he takes this on. I don't need to see Mich old Michelle Pfeiffer and old Michael Keaton you know, having a love story, especially when during Batman Beyond, is that what Catwoman's it was? dead? I don't want that either. No. I'm glad to say, and I, and I especially don't want to build on that Batman Returns, which to me is the worst Batman movie ever made. But I mean, I know you guys did, did, liked it. Did but... you see Batman and Robin? Well, that's true. Yeah, Oof. the Joel Schumacher stuff. Pretty <laughs> did you see too. The Dark Knight Rises? Oh. Uh, I wouldn't put that in the same category. Oh, it so. all goes in that category. <laughs> okay. I um, will take creepy Danny DeVito Penguin over that any day. <laughs> hey, Michelle Pfeiffer with a whip. Gotta okay. say. All right. Well, guys, what a, you know, stay tuned, <laughs> folks, because the drama is bound to continue. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, we're out of time, you guys. So uh, until next week, we are the Geek Patrol, and I am Joe Thorderson. I'm Alan Gilbreth. I'm Maximilian. And I am Brandon Elmstead. Just reminding you, don't believe everything you read on the Internet.